Hello and welcome to the Life Atelier podcast. I'm your host, Emma Lavelle, and I wanted to, I was kind of waiting to record this podcast this week and to email and connect with my community until I had some really good news because my dog Rita had to go back into hospital on Monday night and the poor thing, she's got an infection in her liver, she's got an infection, her stomach lining is absolutely horrible. And so everything has sort of stopped again, or it stopped for a little period. And when this happened, I had a lot of feelings. So when I was driving her to the to the emergency hospital on Monday night, which was very dramatic because I had to go and get my car from the mechanic. So I had to, I didn't have to wake him up because we're in Spain. So he was having his, his dinner uh, <laughs> at 10 p.m. I didn't feel too bad messaging him to say, uh, can I have my car, please? But yeah, it wasn't the ideal situation. And I was driving there and driving to the hospital and really hoping that they would say to me, oh, you're overreacting. This is the classic hypochondriac pet parent thing and they didn't and it was very serious and I had to had to leave her in the hospital and she's still there she's been in almost a week now and when I was driving home it was two o'clock in the morning half past two it was dark there were you know like little mice scurrying across the road <laughs> and I and I uh, you know you're, you're part of this whole nocturnal world that exists while the humans are sleeping so that was quite interesting but I experienced a lot of emotions and they were, I felt anger, I felt guilt, I felt shame, I was blaming myself, you know, why didn't I take her to the vet sooner? I was realizing that I knew that there was something wrong. And even as I was letting all of those things come, come up, it was from this sort of coaching perspective of, okay, I'm gonna notice what my brain is throwing at me I'm going to feel these bad feelings and then tomorrow I'm going to have a look at them and see, okay, because obviously these are thoughts that I've been hiding or, or trying not to experience and trying to focus on feeling positive. And that's the danger with uh, toxic positivity is it doesn't let you process those bad feelings that you have. We have to let them up and we have to have a look at them. And, and then we can challenge them and we can, we can change them and we can, you know, we can work around them. So had those feelings, <laughs> rather unpleasant, and then got back onto deciding, okay, what is the most important thing right now? What is my priority? And the way that I did that was using this tool that I want to share with you today, which is very, very simple, and it's using a sticky note. So the way that we do this is we, number one, it relates to taking a decision that something is going to happen or that we're going to, we're going to make it happen, okay? So what I did was I wrote on my sticky notes, one focus, Emma and Rita healthy. And you'll notice, which is what I noticed this morning, was that's two focuses. <laughs> Emma and Rita healthy, that's focusing on getting me healthy and getting Rita healthy. So our brain is very, very clever, and our brain will try to distract us unless, unless, <laughs> until and unless we really, really take a very clear decision that has no space for negotiating, and it has no space for, for anything else. 
So this morning, I scrumpled up the previous post-it note and I wrote, Rita Healthy. That's it. And that was as a result of yesterday. So I went to visit her yesterday and they basically explained that she's, she's not in a great place, but um, they're doing what they can. And, and then they said to me, now it's her decision. It's, it's up to her. Her body has to fight. So we're doing everything we can, but we can't do any more from our side. She then has to take that decision for her little body to start to fight. And when they said that, I thought, ah, oh, I know what my job is. And my job is to help her see that she's taking that decision. Now that might sound crazy to you, but what happened after that was I, I got in my car, I had a cry, okay, and it's really important. I've been talking to quite a few coaching clients and, and men in the last week who've said that it's very difficult for them to cry. And there are all kinds of social reasons for that and cultural conditioning. And you might also have that, you know, the British, we, we used to be very um, <laughs> disapproving of people showing their emotions in public. You know, there was very much this thing of, okay, well, if I'm going to cry, I'm going to go do it at home. I can't possibly do it in public. But when we cry, we allow the emotion out of our body. It has a really cathartic effect. So if you struggle with crying, if you struggle with connecting with your emotions, just know that that's all right that's normal because of the conditioning, because of the culture that you've grown up in. And it's really worth investigating how you can create that safety to start to process your emotion. And we'll talk about processing emotions in other podcasts. But I want to show you the decision-making process for me. So it was, okay, let the emotion out and then realize, okay, or, or rather it was realize that I can control this aspect while lots of other things are uncontrollable around me, okay? That's really, really important. We don't try to control everything. We look at what can I control? So I can control how I respond in this situation. I can decide that I have one focus, which is to support my dog to get healthy in whatever way that I can. That doesn't mean raging and, you know, having a go at the vets like the vets are amazing and, and I actually feel like the two of us live there they got they gave me coffee they shared their chocolates with me this morning I've baked some blondies and I'm going to take them with me and I've baked some you know done some food for Rita to take in so there's there's this real kind of collaborative sense and if I was trying to control everything we wouldn't have that collaboration and that wouldn't be helping Rita if I was looking for people to blame there are plenty of ways that I could find to say, this should have happened, this should have happened, this should have happened, but that wouldn't help her to get healthy, okay? So look at what I can control, what I can't control. Take a decision about what I'm going to do, about the things that I can control. Allow the emotions, it's really important, allow the emotions, process the emotions, listen to my body. What does it need right now? I'm sleeping more than usual. Okay, and I realized I hadn't really been eating this week, so <laughs> I was like, well, I'm very thin now, that's great, <laughs> but obviously it's not great, and that's toxic conditioning as well, you know, trying to find the advantage in not eating enough food and losing weight, that's insanity, but that's the world we live in. So I realized, okay, 
I am going to, I'm going to go get comfort food and healthy food for me. I'm going to go and I'm going to do some baking and that's going to make me feel good. It's going to mean that I can do something to support Rita and it's going to mean that also I'm encouraging that bond and letting the vets know that I appreciate them. So I went shopping, I bought a whole trolley of comfort food, let's say there's a lot of mashed potato, and, and I came home and I cooked really, really healthy food for Rita. So I've made her these like mashed potato and chicken um, little balls because she's very nauseous. And I'm gonna do a couple of hours work today and then I'm going to the vets and I'm gonna spend a few hours with them there. And that's what I can do. Now, the way that I'm able to stay on track with that, because my brain wants to go to, you owe your clients work, you should be selling, you know, and there was this conflict in my brain of thinking, well, how on earth, how on earth can I run my business and also be present while my dog is going through this experience? And I realized, because I took the decision months ago to create a 15-hour work week, because I took the decision to get coaching, because I took the decision to put myself in that space, ready, ready for life to happen. Because this idea that we just have a bad period and then we go through it and then it's gone is nonsense. Life is life. Life has good bits, life, had bad, life has bad bits. You can see I don't want to say. <laughs> I don't want to say that. I want it all to be sunshine and roses. But, but life has bad bits. And where we have a choice is how we're going to respond to those bad bits and what we're going to do when they happen. So I'm able to continue to run my business. I'm able to sleep more. I'm able to process these emotions because of intentionally creating life balance. And the first tool to doing that is having a sticky note with one focus written on it. When that focus is achieved is the next one. Okay, so, our brains will try to prevent us from making changes. My brain did not want a 15 hour work week. It still doesn't want it. Well, that's not true actually. I would say I've hit the tipping point now. My brain understands that working only a couple of hours, a couple of days a week is good for my clients. It's good for my business. It's good for my life. But bloody hell, I've had to drag it kicking and screaming. <laughs> And there's been a combination of carrot and stick and there's been moments of saying, you know, come on brain, it's all right. We know this is uncomfortable, but it's good. And then also we're doing it. <laughs> and I admit that this week, I think, was the final tipping point. And it was when I was driving to the vets on the Tuesday after having the late night the night before, where I realized this is it. There is no going back. There is no going back from working 15 hours or less a week because this is how I am able to be responsive and have flexibility and care for myself and show other people that they can care for themselves when life happens because I cannot bear the idea that there are people with children, there are people with sick family members trying to care for them whilst working 40 hours a week. It is unbearable and we don't have to do it, okay? So this may sound like I'm trying to push you to immediately change everything in your life and start to work 10 hours a week. I'm not, because it doesn't work like that. But it does start by taking one decision, having one focus, and for you it might be, eat nutritious food listen to my body, 
for almost a month, my sticky note said, connect with your body. And that was what I needed to do. So you might think building a 15 hour week means, oh, you need funnels and strategies. No, you don't. No, you don't. What you have to do is listen to your body and you have to listen to the stress and you have to get support and talk to people, which is so much harder. <laughs> it is so much harder than doing busy work, but the results you get are completely different. So I recommend to you sitting just for a moment, getting quiet. You can pause the podcast now if you want and just listening to your body and asking it, what do you need? Because the more you connect to your body and the more you listen to your body, realize that it's telling you, I need safety or I need sleep or I need, I need some vegetables or I need water or I need the loo. Like how many people don't take toilet breaks because they're just working, working, working? And once you start to do that, you will then experience an incredible momentum and you will start to pick up pace because creating safety in your body, creating a simple focus, one thing at a time, means that you start to flow. And I always use the analogy with my coaching clients of if you're trying to do more than one thing at the same time, it's like a rugby team trying to get through a door all at once. <laughs> and what we want to do is get them to go through in single file, because if they go in single file, they all pass through and they pass through easily. But if they're all in a scrum, we break the door, we damage the door, no one gets through the door, okay? So what do I have for you this week, except for my sticky note tool? Ah yeah, uh, the free community from Mighty Networks is moving to Substack. And so that means that Mighty Networks is going to be focused on the Studio Confianza members. So it's just a more simple space. I'm really enjoying Substack at the moment and stepping back from social media to focus on the podcast and to focus on Substack. And I think it's just a better place for us to have the free community. So you will get an email about that. And then Studio Confianza is open. We are focusing on life balance. <laughs> we are focusing on life balance. And I have one-to-one -one spaces available as well because I've been clearing my, clearing my schedule. So anyone who signs up for the annual memberships, either of life balance or of business balance, uh, this weekend, I think. Why, well, it's Saturday. Okay, we'll do it till Monday. Um, you'll get some one-to-one -one spaces as well when you join for the annual. So if you've got any questions about either of those, the free community, one-to-one -one coaching, membership, just send me an email and let me know how you get on with the sticky note and let me know what's on your sticky notes as well. Okay, bye. <laughs>